Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I am Sarah Black. And today, well, not today, today, but today for you. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, happy listeners. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you are happy in whatever the day has brought you. I'm not usually a big fan of this holiday. I'm not. I hate it. But I think this year is special. Because we have the podcast, and we're actually doing something special today. So, personally, I think it, it, it's a waste of a, a holiday. Um, I don't like it. I, I don't think you should ha- need an excuse to tell someone that you love and, and cherish and care about them. I think it's highly commercialized. I think that's uh, a relationship problem, though, and you should get yourself a new new right, person. Right. If like you're like, but men have some issues with that, and it's like, Oh, he got me flowers on Valentine's Day. Is that the only time when someone had to scold him and shame him into? And it's not A, all men, or B, just men, but that is typically the trope. Um, and I think that's a little silly. But what we have for you today is not just like a like a Valentine's Day thing. This is uh, love and caring and happiness across all of Salem. Before we get into that, though, what did we do this weekend, Sarah? We did something, dare I say, sweet. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> the Salem's Sorry. Salem's So Sweet Festival. Yes. So obviously, uh, well, obviously, we talked about this last episode and probably the episode before. And in like our intro to Salem episode and like a dozen other times, uh, it's it's a very. Uh, it is the probably biggest event for the winter season yeah. outside of the traditional December holidays yeah. for and Salem. Really great. It is like it is sort of Valentine's Day related hearts and chocolates and, and things like that. But it's very nice uh, to like in the middle of February come out of our shells a little bit. Um, yeah, this is New England. Yeah. Although we've had a quite a mild winter. It's not easy going most of us have been in hibernation mode so like i saw tons of people this so weekend. many people you know, like i haven't seen you in months how's it going what's new uh the volunteers were out you know people who destination salem salem main streets we ran into the, some street performers that yeah, are normally Laura only was out yeah they're normally only here in summer during october that time jack was here jack skellington was here i that made my Valentine's Day. <laughs> Jack uh, is my Valentine. And and we bumped into some listeners. Yep. We Yes, that was super exciting. Also, there were a couple listeners that saw us that we did not yeah. see. So just real quick. If you guys ever want to come say hi, please do. Just, you are more than welcome to interrupt our conversations. We don't yeah. mind. Not a tour, but like a conversation. If we're just, if you just yeah. see us on the street, say, say hi. That's we We love it. Yeah. But it was a great time. We wandered around to local businesses. There were ice sculptures all over town, live music. They had like a five-piece brass band yeah, playing. They're local, and I, I, I can't, can't remember their name ever. Uh, remind me to like look that up later because it's... Sure, I'll just add that to my to-do list, Jeffrey. Thank you. Well, I can add to mine, I guess. But anyway. But we had so much fun. Uh, there, oh, there was a kissing booth or a killing, killing. booth if, if, over at Blackcraft. That was a blast. If you've checked out our, our Instagram, Salem the Pod, you'll see a, a reel and some photos from that. I got to blow glitter in Jeffrey's face, yeah, which was quite so, fun. So excited. You loved it. Um, 
uh, what else? What else? All the ice sculptures we we mentioned. Um, oh, the 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 actual Salem. So so there was a ticketed event that you could go to on Friday evening. Uh, that sponsored by some people run by the chamber and then several businesses had uh, additional chocolate and wine. Uh, so that was fun. We got wine that was uh, sponsored by Blackcraft. We got little Salem So Sweet Blackcraft glasses uh, and then we could go around and uh, continue to shop, I think was the, the goal. So you go to these businesses and- It was kind of like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. There was also a scavenger hunt. There, there was an actual literal scav- yes. scavenger hunt as part of it, but basically the idea is to get you out walking around town. A lot of the businesses stayed open late mm-hmm. to like 8 p.m., which if you know Salem, we like to close down <laughs> yeah. a little bit early, especially in February. So it's just a great... It's a great chance for families, for couples, for friends, whoever, to come out and support the local economy. But I was going to say, you didn't come and wander around with, with me. No, I did not. There You're right. <laughs> I did get to do something special while you guys were indulging in some champagne and chocolates. Like a lot of champagne. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you after. Um, but I went, I got a chance to go on the Salem Night Tour anti-Valentine's tour. So we've talked about Salem Night Tour before. Um, Sebastian, who we had on a couple episodes ago, he works for them as a tour guide. There is a specific anti-Valentine's tour that runs every February. I think they're on their seventh or eighth year. And from what I could tell, it was only this weekend. They have several tours going. But the cool part this year was they partnered with the trolley. Everyone loves the trolley. So we didn't have to walk around in the cold hearing all the Salem love or anti-love stories. Yeah. So last year we did it and we walked and it was a little It was very cold. Yeah. Yeah. But the trolley was fun. If you get a chance to come to Salem in February, there is a whole list of things to do. You just got to make sure you're on the right weekend. And there was stuff that we didn't I know there's, like we, we mentioned before, there was an event at Deal Marcus. Oh, Rockefellers uh, had a Rocke- Valentine's Day ball. Yeah. That's going to become a yearly thing, I think. Okay. See, there's always, there's always things to do in Salem. Always. So let's move on to some Patreon things real quick. Uh, just a very brief update. Postcards for our first hundred patrons are going to be going out I think today. So yeah. you should be getting them hopefully by the end of the week, fingers crossed. And also pins to our charmed subscribers and up. Those will be coming as well. Uh, probably a little bit to follow. We're waiting on some packaging materials for that. So that'll be fun. You'll get uh, those probably in the next week or two. Um, we we think we've settled on a, on a t-shirt design for... For the Hocus Pocus yeah, tier? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think we got it. Okay, okay. So uh, we'll take care of that in the next week or two as well. So those will be going out soon. Um, remember, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, uh, stay on the podcast because, you know, that's how we roll. You can get that uh, through the website or just uh, search on Patreon and uh, hang out with us for exclusive merch, videos, behind-the-scenes stuff, bloopers, and everyone who joins gets a shout-out. Nice transition there, Jeff. Thank you, thank you. Let's dive into our shout-outs today. First up is M. Hawara. Thank you, M. Beautiful name. Next on the list, uh, some guy named Mike Hill. Mike Hill. I don't know. I feel like we know him. Uh, maybe. Eh, uh, uh, Nocturne? What? 
What? Noct- <laughs> owner of Nocturne. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> then we have Melissa Lee. Very nice. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. Uh, coming after Melissa is Laura Roach. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate you. Then we've got a Michelle McHugh. Thank you, Michelle. Just rolls right off the tongue. M.M. And then last for this week is Christopher Fryer. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you again to all of our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you oh so much, and we've been having so much fun over there. So stick with us. Oh, yes. Are you going to mention the video? The video. Go ahead. Uh, So I will be getting ice shaved in the back of my head because uh, Sarah uh, decided that was something that I was going to do. I'm pimping you out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we've got costumes ordered there on the way. Uh, so we should get that done the next couple of weeks. And you guys can can see those shenanigans uh, of, of our adventures. And that's going to go out to all. Uh, all patrons because you all contributed. Yes. But yes, we are going to be recreating the scene from Hocus Pocus in the Marblehead Cemetery where it was originally filmed. Ta-da! <laughs> but with that. On with the show. On with the show. Jeffrey, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Uh, Getting my nails did. Oh, very nice. Um, pink? But no, you've cr- never had pink on. <laughs> I, I've, I've probably had pink nails. Yeah? I can't remember. Uh, Dark crimson sparkly. Oh, yes. Because I have the vampire ball in LA this weekend. Ah, uh, yes. yes. So that is sort of a anti-Valentine's Day heart theme thing. And uh, so I'm going out there because... My, my birthday is the following week, so that's a little, a little birthday celebration. Maybe if you don't find a Valentine here, you can go find one in L.A. Yeah, why not? Uh, be seeing Father Sebastian again. Oh, we love Father <laughs> yes. Sebastian. So uh, for all of you who listen to that, uh, we'll be going out there. But yeah, so that, that'll match the, the, the red theme of, of my jacket and attire for, for the weekend. And then I believe we are going to karaoke Oh, yes. Afterwards. And then, yes, we're going to karaoke. We should... I'm going to stop talking. What? I'm going to dig myself in a hole. What? You're good. Don't worry No, about dig it. the hole. <laughs> we dig. should come up with some stupid love song to duet. <gasps> what do you mean? That's not a hole at all. Why? You were going to keep that from me? <laughs> yes, because I don't want to do it. Yes, please. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I imagined that happening, but I didn't even bring it up because I didn't think it was going to be possible. Oh, no, well, that's why I tried to keep my mouth shut. Well, if you are in Salem and you happen to pass by Bit Bar on Valentine's Day night, we may be in there and we may be singing a love duet. <coughs> Not to each other. <laughs> to you, to the, to our listeners. To you guys. All right, enough with our shenanigans. Let's talk about some love. <coughs> are you going to be okay, Jeffrey? I'm going to be fine. As we said in our previous episode, we are both single. But I think we're enjoying the single life at the moment. So Some of us have been single for six months. Some of us have been single for six years. Uh... Some of us are divorced. Some of us aren't. (laughs) Fine. Now, um, Salem love stories. So uh, we've got a whole bunch here. And sorry to anyone whose love story we we didn't read. We didn't really pick and choose favorites or anything. We just, there's there's a lot and, and... we just... You guys rallied. Yeah. So Thank we, you. So we appreciate you. Uh, so uh, let's let's jump right into it. Oh. Would you like to... Because originally this episode was going to be a combination of historical oh, stories. Oh, I forgot. 
Yeah, but hold on. A historical historical stories and modern day Salem love yes, stories. Yes. Do you want to do like a quick little intermission with the love stories and talk about our historic ones and kind of break it up? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. So we'll we'll start in present day. It's present day Salem. So I'm just going to read. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to read your stories. So obviously when I say I or whatever, it's not me. I'm reading someone else's story. I so. think they know that, Jeffrey. I'm just saying, like, if you're not paying attention all of a sudden, you're like, I met this girl and I got engaged. You're like, wait a minute. I thought they said they were saying. I'm just, I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Okay. So I had been going to Salem's goth night dark for years. I had invited a friend who made conversation with the hot girl I had been admiring for two weeks in a row but was too scared to talk to. We went to coffee as a first time hanging out as friends, and we walked around the open flea market in the common two days after that. She told me she loved me for the first time under the orange lights uh, at the common a month later. She is now my fiance. So I got all the feels. That's cute. So I guess, <laughs> so he ends up talking to her that night and asking her on a date. The hot girl. The hot girl who he'd, he'd had. Have you been to dark? Yet? Yes. You have? Yes. And I don't go nearly as much as I want to, only because it's just all of a sudden it's Sunday, and I'm like, oh. What a fun spot to meet someone. So our local goth night, and they go on a date, and they go to the common, and they fall in love, and now they're engaged. Now, we've got... It it, it It gets better. It gets better. I, I I don't want to call them crazy. Just read the line. But... But this, this, this is crazy. <laughs> the day we moved in together was on Halloween. We moved her from her apartment above Modern Millie and drove a U-Haul truck slowly down the crowded Essex Street several times that day, all before noon to avoid the crowds. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> so I, I, I think, and I... Woo. I could be wrong. I, I think I remember seeing this. I'm trying to, I tried to think back. So if this was like three years ago, I think I was working on Central Street. So across from Modern Millie. And I, my goodness, madness, crazy madness. <clears throat> now there's one last little bit here. So from him to her, I have a little message. Natalie, I could never want anything more in a person. You are perfect in ways that I cannot describe. I want our adventures never to end, and I can't wait for you to be my wife. It's so good. I'm having all the feels for someone who hates this day. <laughs> this I, just brings me all the feels. That's that's story number one. We've got. We, I know. We've got a ways to go. We so, ready? Do you, you? You're up next. What do we got? Hi, Sarah and Jeffrey. I love your podcast, and when I saw you were collecting love stories from Salem, I knew I had to share mine with you. I lived in Bucks County, Pennsylvania my whole life, and in high school, I grew very interested in the witch trials. Knowing how much I love the history of Salem, my mom planned a surprise trip for me to visit the town. My mom, sister, and I came in August of 2019, and we had a short itinerary of things to do with a little wiggle room in case we saw anything fun that wasn't on our list. We happened to find a little photo studio where we could dress as witches and have professional photos taken. So we jumped at the opportunity. Witch picks. I'm assuming witch picks. Which which we haven't done yet, but we seriously need to do. I've wanted to do it like for the last 10 years. 
Our photographer was so outgoing and loved our little group. What should have been a 15-minute photo shoot turned into a 45-minute photo shoot, and we went home with more pictures than we knew what to do with. Then, two years later, my best friend and I went to visit Salem together as a girls' trip. The last day of our visit, we were tired of walking from our Airbnb to Essex Street, Although it was only about a five-minute walk. <laughs> I know, it it's gets, not that far. It gets a lot. It does, especially the cobblestone. And if you're not used to walking, yeah. like we walk everywhere, but not, not everyone's it used to that. But if you've that. gone there and back and out and back and yeah. done and back, it, it gets a lot. Especially on the last day. So we decided to drive. We parked the car in the lot near Cinema Salem behind the mall and parked next to us happened to be the photographer that had taken my family photos two years prior. I didn't know if he would remember me or not, but I went to say hello to him anyway, and he remembered me right away. We got to talking for a very long time, just catching up and getting to know each other, and as we were saying our goodbyes and walking away, the woman he drove in with ran after me and said, You guys clearly have a spark, and I can't let you leave without getting your number for him. Wingman. I know, right? Well done. Like, where do I get one of those? (laughs) A couple hours later, my friend and I were driving back to Pennsylvania. I was just about to ask, was she still living in Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a girl's trip, remember? And I got a text from PJ, the photographer, asking me to dinner that night. At this point, my friend and I were already halfway home. Did they I, turn around? And I had, that's what it, that th- Did they turn around? <laughs> Skip no, it, I need to know. No, Just tell me. they don't. Oh. I had to turn him down, she says. Can you imagine? I bet she thought about it. I bet she thought about it for just a second. Like, hmm, how long would it take to get back here? So like like halfway to Pennsylvania, that's like six hours. Yeah, that's, that can be quite a bit. Depends on what side uh, of Pennsylvania yeah, you're yeah. on. Yeah, that could either be like a four-hour trip or like an eight-hour yep. trip. But this didn't stop us from getting to know each other and becoming friends. Six months later, PJ and I became best friends, and I returned to Salem for our first date, which took place at Village Tavern in November. We met each other's parents, sent each other letters, and became as close as two people can from 300 miles away. About half a year after our first date, I officially moved in with PJ and we've been happily living together just a couple blocks from where we first met almost four years ago. Thank you guys for reading our story. I hope to hear back from you soon. Thank you, Angela. Wow. I have goosebumps. I literally have goosebumps on my legs. I'm going to get them through all the stories. I'm like, crazy that was cute man that was that's a wig she landed like, she landed the witch picks photographer hey we, we, shoot your shot right <laughs> we're, we're all open and available you just gotta ask oh i love <laughs> it i love it so much <clears throat> oh i know this one yeah we, we are we are friends with this gentleman here although i had no idea they had such a romantic love story yeah uh so i I know a good deal about this. I haven't actually read this. Okay. Oh, um, you've heard it like from him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw this come in in our messages because it says who it's from. And and I was like, this is this is going to be like a... <laughs> when you're interviewing Father Sebastian. And we're like, so, when did it start? He's like, well, my mother... Oh. <laughs> 
No, I, I started as a son. Right. That, that was the line. Right, right, right. So when I saw this, I was like, oh gosh, here we go. And it's, it's not uh, probably that bad. They have a long love story is right. what you're saying. Yes, yes. So uh, let's start from the beginning. <clears throat> I first noticed Allie in my sixth grade band class in Pennsylvania. Hence why I was like, oh, oh goodness, H- here we go. <laughs> She was the pretty redhead on the other side of the room who played the oboe. Within a few years, we were hanging out all the time, and I was very well established in the friend zone, and the more I tried to get a date, the more mutual friends were in our way. I tried everything I could think of. I sent her letters, and even joining an acting class to spend more time with her. But alas, to no avail. We drift apart uh, by the end of high school, but years later, Allie had a few serendipitous things remind her of me. When a mixtape I had made her years prior fell off the shelf, she decided to reach out and we started sending each other letters again. After graduation, we both end up in the Boston area and she eventually invited me to work with her at her summer camp. Years passed while we dated other people and worked summers together. Fast forward a little bit. On New Year's Eve leading up to 2020, we made plans to hang out. I assumed it was one of our typical meetups where we'd get some food, maybe a drink, go about our lives. Instead, Allie took me all around Salem. We did plenty of touristy things throughout the day. We got macaroons at Carmel, had a beer at Gulu Gulu, and got our runes read at the magic parlor where the lady saw us walking and said, you two aren't together, but my God, you should be. So good. We went to the Peabody Essex Museum where we were transfixed by Charles Sanderson's exhibit, Figurehead 2.0. After a long time staring at the projections, I begrudgingly agreed to, agreed to move on to another room. Realizing I wasn't content to leave yet, Allie turned back to the exhibit and we went and laid under the cupola in the middle of the East India Marine Hall and watched the projections all around us. The dancing lights depicted handwritten scripts nautical maps, constellations, depth charts, shooting stars, and various Salem manuscripts. They filled the walls, floor, and ceilings, transitioning in random patterns that never repeated, and they all blended together in a way that made you feel like you were floating through space. When we finally stood up to leave, everyone in the room was laying down, having followed our lead. Now, if you missed out on this exhibit, I'll just say you missed your opportunity for the greatest first date imaginable. Just got chills. After spending quarantine together, oh, <laughs> that's I was gonna say that'll test your relationship right, right? there. There we go. They they made it through because I was twenty twenty. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Da, 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 da. Oh, on New Year's Eve leading up to twenty twenty is when they had their first date. Can yeah. You, oh no. Three months. That's so not the trajectory. I'm sure they expected. But wow. At, at least they knew each other. Like they like they had known each other for years. It wasn't like a. Yeah. You know, so. Like a weird, you know, just meet, jump into right. it situation. Hey, we moved in together. Now all of a sudden you're the only two people you can see for the next three months. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, back to it. After spending quarantine together, I bought a ring for Allie and spoke with Natalia at the PEM to create a special engagement. Did you know you can rent out the PEM for an hour after they close? I did not know that. I did know that. Did you do, what would you do it for? Only because he's told me. Oh. <laughs> so when I said I, I knew they had their first date there, and I know what's coming next. A year after our first date, we returned the PEM, and as they closed the night, we headed to the 
East India Marine Hall, where we once again laid under the projections, and I proposed. But we're not done. The Peabody Essex Museum is a world-class museum right here in Salem, and for me, it's the place that an artist I had never even heard of changed my life. We got married in the East India Marine Hall in February of 2022 and had our reception downstairs in the main atrium of the PEM. So 2020, date, 2021, engage, 2022, marriage. Which means, and they got married February 2022, happy anniversary, guys. Yeah. They're about to celebrate, or maybe already have celebrated their one. I'm not sure what the date is. Their one year. Yeah. So they had their first date. He proposed and their wedding uh, all in the Peabody Essex Museum. In like a super cool part of yes. the PEM, like the yes. oldest part of the PEM. When you're looking at the Peabody Essex, the East India Marine Hall, the, the one anchor. with the big anchor in yeah. front, that's where they were at, top floor. Epic. So as it ends, thank you to my beautiful wife, Allie, for finally giving me the chance <laughs> after more than 20 years of friendship. A huge shout out to Natalia at the PEM for turning my vision into reality. And Danielle at Salty Raven Photography. Thanks. See you both soon. Mike Page. That's oh, so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Right? <sighs> like, who, you, don't, you, don't, you don't do that. You don't get that. That's not like. Like for the, the guy in the band class to have the crush on the redhead with the oboe. And it takes 20 years oh. for it to really come to fruition. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have goosebumps again. Yeah. Good job, guys. I can't handle the love. <laughs> we okay. You good? You need a break. You you got one coming. Nope, up I'm next. good. I'm okay. good. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So here's our Salem love story. November, 2022. We z- wait. That's like two months ago. Damn. Yeah. I guess so. November okay. 2022, we visited Salem, our favorite place. The first night, we grabbed dinner and drinks at Rockefeller's and headed out for Sarah's tour at 7 p.m. Well, hello. Her tour was amazing, and Sarah sold us on hitting up Goodnight Fatty. Perfect suggestion. Uh, always. Afterwards, we went back to the Hawthorne. I jumped in the shower, and much to my shock, Scott was waiting for me on one knee when I got out. Oh, my God. Someone got proposed after my tour. She, she's. What? Nothing. Keep keep going. Still, Oh, oh! now I see what you're saying. <laughs> Still in my towel. She's butt-ass naked. Completely <laughs> caught off guard. I said, oh. what the hell are you doing? He replied, You know the thing. (laughs) Before I could ask what the thing was, he popped out a ring. I told him I'm not even dressed, but yes, yes, yes. I can't, I can you imagine? I'm like picturing the scene right now. I'm sorry, I'm picturing you people naked, but like. Only one, only only one, only one. Gosh, it was so funny. Oh, here it goes. He had plans of a proposal at various shops and sites around Salem, but opted on the spontaneous moment. He wanted to surprise me in which city, my favorite destination, and I wouldn't change it for anything. We also have tentative wedding plans in Salem. Thank you, Arlie. So I, whoever, did she, she say? Okay. Scott. 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 Arlie and Scott. Scott, can you write us and tell us this story from your perspective? Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. 
Because I can only imagine this ring has got to be burning a hole in his pocket. Yep. At all, every, every spot. Like, shoot, do you go to the Ropes Mansion? Right? Like, and maybe oh, they shoot, did. should I do it there? Should it? And they're, they're at dinner. They're, they, maybe he'll give it to you. Maybe at the restaurant. Maybe at her shop. Maybe maybe they got a reading. Maybe, I, I don't know, right? But I'm just like, all the things you do in Salem. It's like, shoot, I can't wait any longer. I, I, I got to do it now. And, and she's probably sitting. She, she's not sitting in the shower. She's in the shower. I'm just playing it out. And he's like sitting on the bed. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh my, like, I have to. I have to. And she, and I love that she opens the curtain and he's just there. He's probably like, I got to do it. I and doesn't it. even have the ring out yet. So he's like, what are you doing on the floor? Scott, please <laughs> tell us your story. I, I need to know your half of, of the story. Oh, that is so great. Thank you, Arlie. Thank you, Scott. Okay. Oh, we have a title. Yeah. If you guys want to throw titles on any ghost stories or Salem love stories that you send us please do feel free it makes it more fun to choose them but of course always put like Salem love story or ghost story could be the same thing depending on depend <laughs> <laughs> depending on your escapades yeah. sometimes it's till death and sometimes it's for all eternity hit us with another Jeff an almost Salem engagement hello my name is Amber and I'm excited to share the story of how my husband, Eric, and I became engaged. I will try and be succinct, but I want to note that this engagement and subsequent marriage... <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, you know something about this. <laughs> Shush. ...was the second for both of us. We were friends in high school, maybe a little more. <laughs> Ooh, winky face. We're already getting spicy. Yeah. And graduated the same year, 1992. How old are you, Sarah? Jeffrey, stop. <laughs> After high school, he went his way and I went mine. He became an engineer and I became a therapist. Oh, goodness. Uh, he got married. I got married. We each had a couple kids, lived life, and tried everything to make things work. Our first marriages ended similarly with our spouses opting out abruptly. We reconnected in 2016 through a mutual friend after not having seen each other uh, since high school. The reconnection was very easy. I feel like we've got a couple of those that sort of... The reconnection, yeah. like after many years? Yeah, yeah. In Salem. Fast forward to 2019. I had already visited Salem a few times with my daughter and loved everything I saw, experienced and felt. I wanted very much to share the magic and deep history with my partner. So we planned the trip for the first weekend in... Wait for it. October. Oh my gosh. Little did I know that Eric had made plans of his own. He would tell me later that he'd been waiting for the right opportunity to propose. And when I mentioned wanting to go to Salem, his new his opportunity had arrived. I wonder if he did it in the bathroom of the Hawthorne. Of the Hawthorne, yeah. <laughs> While she's naked. Hopefully we'll find out. No, because uh, as the next line says, uh, not shockingly. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everything was booked in Salem, so we chose a very charming uh, bed and breakfast in Newburyport. The plan was to sleep there and head to Salem first thing in the morning for a spectacular, magical day. Smart planning and smart thinking. Don't stay in Salem. Especially if there's a train, but anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> we walked down the harbor in Newburyport that night just as the sun was setting. I was so distracted by the perfection of the golden lit harbor and the excitement for the weekend that I didn't pick up on Eric's nervousness. He had thought he'd propose sometime during our visit in Salem, but this moment was just too perfect. As I was admiring the golden sunset, he shakingly removed a sparkling diamond ring from his pocket. 
he turned me around asking me in his I don't I don't even know. I need I need to know what this actually sounds like. I need to talk to this man. He turned me around and asked me in his preciously endearing engineer voice, do you want to get married? I said, yes, of course. What's a preciously endearing engineer voice? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't your brother an engineer? No. No, he's a scientist. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Does he have a scientist voice? Probably. But it's not endearing. It's like talking down to you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, there's like three more paragraphs. Goodness. Okay. We're not even done. I said, yes, of course. I said, yes, of course. We arrived in Salem early enough to get a parking spot. Good job. Oh, (laughs) not my first rodeo there. And ate breakfast at the Ugly Mug. We walked to the Rose Mansion, drank in the kaleidoscope of color in the garden. It's a wonderful description. Uh Watching the monarch butterflies feast on the autumn nectars. But she writes a little something on the side. Eric awkwardly (laughs) posed... Eric awkwardly posed for a handsome picture in front of the witch house. I took him to all my favorite shops, and he patiently and curiously watched me as I chose some crystals from Coven's Cottage that we would later include in our wedding. Salem looked and felt different somehow that day. The people, the shops, the vibe, all as amazing as ever, and still, it all registered just a little bit below this unshakable happiness in my heart. I had found my person and a new beginning in a place I deeply love, in a place where I have always felt at home and free to be my truest self. I could cry um, right now. More COVID. I mean, I, I, a theme. Yeah. Although, think about how many love stories are going to involve COVID. Yeah. In this, you know, recent oh, time frame. They got married on February 29th. How cute. I always love a Also good- celebrating an anniversary this month. No, not really. What do you mean? Oh, leap year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Close enough. Well, sure, but also like... If it's not the day, I would say anniversary month. So then technically it's March. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> like you're you're done. Shut up, Jeffrey. We got married February 29th, 2020, just days before COVID rudely crashed into our lives. My father officiated a simple ceremony. We read our handwritten vows in the presence of our children, our parents, siblings, and a few close friends. It was perfect in every way. Throughout the entire day, a single white candle quietly flickered on the mantle in the background, a hand-fasting candle made for us by Coven's Cottage, a blessing of our new beginnings and a little Salem magic. I never forget that Salem's beginnings were plagued by tragedy and loss. Too true. I don't believe it ought to ever be forgotten. But I also like to recognize its transformation and its undeniable energy, its ability to transform into something that brings people together and allows them to be seen and heard and loved. It is certainly a place where new beginnings can be found. Thanks for reading my story. Even if it doesn't make the cut, it made the cut. It totally made the cut. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I think it's a pretty good one. It is. Much love, Amber Bergman. From South Glen Falls, New York. Oh, wow. I got tissues here. Do you, do you need I don't tissue? need a tissue. I haven't shed any tears, okay. but I keep getting these. Like, like, you know, you get those goosebump, like, waves that kind of, the tingles that wash over you. I keep getting them in these, in these stories. I like it. I love it. It was very cute. That was nice. All right. 
Let's do one uh, more and then we'll break into a little history break and then head back into modern day. So this one's from Scott. It's not the same Scott. Different Scott. Maybe he'll tell us about the nude proposal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it. I think it's a different Scott. Okay. Great, Scott. Your podcast caught my eye back in early April and I've been a dedicated listener ever since. So that's like... Almost day one? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So flattered. I was like early April. Wait, March 5th. That's, yeah. My wife and I are obsessed with all things spooky. We started dating back in 2013 after I had returned from my service in the United States Marine Corps. Oh, Semper Fi. She was attending college at the University of Rhode Island, and I followed her there to work on my degree as well. Every year, we would make a pilgrimage to Salem, either on Halloween, if we were feeling brave and prepared enough to face the hordes of tourists, perfect description, or some other part of the year. A few years ago, I planned a group trip with our friends to visit Salem and proposed to her while we were there in New England. It is still a yearly ritual for us to visit the town. We are expecting our first baby in January, which means that they already had it. Congratulations. The baby is real. The baby is out and can't wait to visit as a family. Thanks for spreading the Salem love, and we really enjoy your episodes. We most enjoy the biographical episodes on the individuals involved in the trials, as well as your interviews with local shop owners. Also, to Jeff, besides both being Marines, we share the same birth date. <gasps> Next weekend. Well, not... I mean, for you. Oh, so his birthday's coming up too. Yeah, my like good. Two so, weeks. Wow. I noticed you mentioned sharing a birth date with Victor Hugo, but I was surprised you didn't mention we also share a birth date with Sheriff George Corwin. Maybe that was not mentioned on purpose, perhaps. Thank you, Scott. Did you know that, Jeffrey? No. No, you didn't know that. Are you excited now? I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. You want to thank your, your new birthday buddy for sharing mm. that information? I don't know. I don't like that. You don't like it? Oh, he's, he'd rather share a death date with him. <laughs> what? Really? What? I don't like him. Yeah. So, like, I don't care about when he's I, alive. It's like I, sharing a birthday with Hitler. Yeah. Not, a, not nearly not as. Not nearly as, but still. Yeah. Same vein. Yeah. Oh, and P.S., my book is coming out February 20th. So Scott here wrote a book. I'm mentioning it in particular because I think a couple of you may be interested. It's titled Accused of Witchcraft in New York. Congratulations to the book. So do check that out. Oh, it's and the book is coming out February 20th. So in That's just... Six days from when, if you listen on the drop date, six days otherwise... Uh, it's likely already out. So congratulations, Scott, on your child, on your book, on your love. This is so exciting. And uh, Semper Fi, and, and thanks for letting me know uh, that we share birthday, and we share birthday with... Kind of a... That, that, that kind shit of a, had. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, everyone's got to be born someday, right? And the more you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like that... That's good. Now. I'll have to probably throw that on my tour. Be like, oh, Sheriff Corwin, who I share a birthday with, begrudgingly. <laughs> I'll, I'll find a way to like work that in. I like that. Thank you. I don't like it. 
but I like it. But I like knowing the things. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Scott. Dun, dun, dun. We need like travel back in time music or something. Dun, 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 dun. That's, I don't know. I've got nothing. I need like TARDIS music to be like we're traveling through time. I'll probably throw a little. A little, a little beat. Yeah. Just to kind of break it up a little, a little bit. Yeah. We're going to go back in time, guys. Ta-da. Take a little break from the <laughs> current, modern love stories. The current love stories and talk some history mm-hmm. like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us some Salem love, Jeff. So I don't want to give like too, too much away. So I'm going to sort of skim this one because we've got a whole like eight part series. That's dramatic. Don't say eight part series. Four. Uh, so we're going to cover this more in depth when we cover, uh, these, these people in depth and we'll probably actually do a whole episode probably on, on both of them. Yeah. I think both of them. Yeah. So we have Nathaniel Hawthorne and Sophia Peabody and, uh, we've got a lot coming up on, on Hawthorne this year. We've got a whole episode on the Gables, whole episode on Hawthorne, uh, Caroline Emerton, the Peabody sisters, um, all that good stuff coming at you guys later in the year because obviously it's Salem and Nathaniel Hawthorne. We, we got to do it. But for those of you who don't know, they end up together. I, I think yeah. if you didn't know that or know where this was going, it's a love story. They, they do end up together. Um, now, I usually tell this story. And I think most people usually tell this story on Charter Street by the Charter Street Cemetery, the old burying ground, um, because that house that looks like it's haunted, right, was actually the home of Sophia Peabody. The, uh, the like, white boxy one called yeah. the Grimshaw House. So while it is called the Grimshaw House and made uh, more famous by some of uh, Hawthorne's writings, which, again, we'll get into, um, it was the, the, the childhood home of Sophia Peabody, which is actually, it's also actually getting redone. Every time I go by there, they're, they're doing a little more. The whole front's redone. The stairs are back in. The front facade is on. Very excited to see that. But this would have been the house she was living in and the house that he came to court her at. Now, of course, this is back in the day, you know, where you're not just like swiping on Tinder for a date. 18. Nathaniel and Sophia uh, end up getting married in 1842. He's 38 uh, at this point. Which in my mind, I, I always picture him like this this courtship as like a like a young like love. young. Yeah. How, how old is she? Not much younger. Uh, early thirties. So I think he's thirty eight. She's thirty three. That's quite old for that era. Yeah, yeah. I think part of that comes from they were both a little reclusy. Okay, <laughs> reclusive. Reclusive. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Reclusish. They, they, Hawthorne, and um, I, I haven't uh, been able to s- source this story other than like sort of local legend. Um, it is so you know, today when someone calls, you're like, go to voicemail, mm-hmm. calling, like they'd come to your door, and then sometimes the, you, your butler, your, they'd invite you in. Uh, he'd sneak out like the back window of his house because he didn't want to talk to Talk us. to people? Yeah. Yeah. He, w- he was known to be a bit of a, a, a weird recluse. Victorian authors, right? Maybe they were just holding out for their one true love. Exactly. Now, this sort of correlates with Sophia, who also doesn't tend to go out in public much. Uh, we have some reports of fainting spells, of migraines, of, of these sorts of things. Uh, 
it's hard to diagnose 150 years later. Suffice to say, uh, her public presence wasn't huge and neither was his. Uh, but that puts a problem on the courtship because, again, you, you can't just text and call. But nonetheless, they do end up engaging in, in, in conversation and do end up meeting and he does uh, call on her. Um, but their first few dates, or at least uh, they did spend time together walking by her house, which is actually in the Charter Street Bearing Point. So they would spend their evenings walking through the headstones of Charter Street. My kind of date. Right? First date, second, any date in Salem. If you're, if you're like, if you're coming to say, oh, what do we do on a date? Go walk through a, a, a cemetery or graveyard. Go go walk through We've the got dead. enough to like give you five dates. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least. I think it's lovely. I think it's cute. I think it's wonderful that they uh, walked amongst the headstones in Charter Street. A very Salem. Yeah. Salem story. Yeah. Salem love stories. Salem love story. Probably one of, I would say, the most... Most frequently brought up when you think of love in Salem, mm-hmm. you think of, of course, Nathaniel Hawthorne, moody writer. Walking through the cemetery with his love, Sophia, his poorly love who didn't want to. Yeah, it's like it's got this whole like very Victorian. Like this gothic vibe yeah, to yeah. it. Of course, funny thing is they don't, I don't think they even lived here. Like once they got married, they moved almost immediately to Concord. Oh, it's funny that you bring him up. We just went and saw, or you didn't see, but I saw mm-hmm. his grave. Yes. The other day. And the old man. Have you been to the old man's house? I have not. We drove by it. Yes. yes. We should probably go like before the. Yeah, we'll go before the yeah, Nathaniel yeah, Hawthorne yeah, episode. Yeah. Look at that. Very nice. Well, thank you for that one, Jeffrey. Little quick snippet. Hold on to that little kernel as we make our way closer to the Nathaniel Hawthorne episodes. Yeah, we've got the Hawthorne's important. The, the Peabody sisters are wildly historically important to. To, to Salem, so we'll get into much more of them, but that was a little... A little, a little, little thing. Yeah. A little nugget. Nugget. A little love nugget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> little love nugget. I got another love nugget for you. Okay, what do we got? <laughs> um, so, as I think we mentioned in earlier episodes, this was kind of like a, a fun idea that I had way back at the beginning as we were putting the podcast mm-hmm. together to do this Salem love mm-hmm. story episode. I had... No idea what we were going to get from listeners. I had no idea really what to work with in town. So originally this was going to be several historic love stories and a few listener love stories. And then we found ourselves in the opposite situation. So hence what you are getting today. But I think it worked out. Yeah. And And I thoroughly am enjoying it. And I must say, I also enjoyed my research on trying to track down a relevant Salem story. So at first, I was going to tell you the story of the smiling widow and the kiss and tell cop, but (laughs) I am going to save that for a full-blown episode because it deserves one. I think I spent like four straight hours combing through old newspapers literally day by day reading about this story. So I'm just going to give you that little, that little spiciness and we'll return to it at a later date. So no kiss and tell love cop? No, which I might also add that story did come up on the Salem night tour trolley bus. So oh. if, if you do take the anti-Valentine's tour, 
you will get a little tiny snippet. But I tell you, that thing deserves like a full blown. We would have been here for an hour, Jeffrey. I know you don't want to like an hour. Uh, he's looking at the time like an hour on top of what we're already doing because we're at an hour and a half. So what do I got for you today instead? Well, I'm calling this a little historic snippet or love nugget, as we shall say. Maybe that's what we'll title the episode. Salem Love Nuggets. Do you, do you want me to do that? Is that what you want? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Salem Love Nuggets. This has a teeny, teeny, tiny connection to Salem. Or rather, it's connected to someone who's connected to Salem. Six, six degrees of... Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah I almost put... I, several degrees of separation. I almost put like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so Sarah Goodridge, she was born February 1788. So 19? No, 17. Oh, oh 1788. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I thought you... We are, we are even further back than Nathaniel. February 17th, 88. Oh, no, no, no. February 1788. Okay. She went on to become an accomplished portrait artist, which of course is extremely notable during this time because it was very much a male-dominated field, but she gained a lot of notoriety and respect. She took to drawing at a very young age and just exhibited a natural talent for it. She ended up moving from Templeton, Mass., to Boston in 1820 at the age of 32, and it's then that her career really starts to take off. She caught the eye of established painters, including Gilbert Stewart and Elkanah Tisdale. Now, Sarah specialized in miniature paintings. Think small enough to fit on a piece of jewelry or in your pocket. Over the course of her life, she painted several self-portraits, perhaps the most famous of which was not of her face, but of her breasts. It is called Beauty Revealed. It measures 2.6 by 3.1 inches, or 6.7 by 8 centimeters for those who, you know. Don't live in America. And it depicts... A very nice, very pale set of nude breasts surrounded by a white cloth. It's believed that she produced the work while looking in a mirror, which is kind of interesting. You know, today you can just take a picture and recreate it. Send those nudes. She, she's sending nudes. Dude, that's what's happening right here. <laughs> You're catching on. 1788 nudes. Now, who was this scandalous miniature painting meant for? Our great friend. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I don't want you to guess. Let me have this moment, please. Renowned orator, lawyer, statesman, and prosecutor of Salem's most infamous murder case, Mr. Daniel Webster. I don't think I would have guessed that. So yes, Goodridge painted this and gave it to Webster in 1828, coincidentally the same year his first wife died. He sent her more than 40 letters between 1827 and 1851, and she painted him more than a dozen times and even traveled from Boston to Washington, D.C. to see him on several occasions. There are some who speculate that Sarah Goodridge wished to marry 
Webster after his wife's passing in 1828, and that this was her way of enticing him. However, he opted for the daughter of a wealthy merchant in New York. Typical, right? You know, marry for money. This miniature painting of Goodridge's top half is widely regarded as the first occasion of sending nudes. (laughs) It was passed down through Webster's descendants and was eventually auctioned off. They actually maintain that Sarah Goodridge and Daniel Webster were engaged at one point, but alas, there is no hard evidence to support that claim. And the miniature painting was eventually donated to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, where it still resides in New York City. Gotta go see those those New York nudes. Spicy, spicy Daniel Webster. How crazy is that? Hardly related to Salem, but I had to share because we've talked about this man before. Black Dan. Black Dan. Ugh. I'm just, I'm trying to come up with, with something clever and I'm like, just like, maybe he, he had it, right? Maybe he had the painting on him, like in a little locket. I assume that's probably like. It's a, like this size. It, it wouldn't fit in a locket. It would fit. It's like several inches. It's like three inches by two and a half inches. Oh, I thought you said, never mind. I misheard you. What'd you think? Point two by point three. Oh, no, no, no. And I was like. Okay, so he could it could have fit in like a like a folio, yeah, right. Like a, he could have brought it to Salem. He, he could have kept it in his pocket. Well, like it was that small. Yeah, yeah. And and you know during during the trial, he's like, I need. Well, some, when's the trial? What when was the boot? Twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Eighteen thirty. The trial's in eighteen. Oh, you're right. Oh yeah, because the death is in eighteen thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So he had. He, he may have had. He, he probably had. Let's I, be honest. He probably right? had it with him he, everywhere. He came up from New York. He's staying in Salem. Maybe staying in Boston. I think. Do we know no, where he's I bet he stayed in Salem. Probably stayed in Salem. Probably stayed in Salem. Yeah. So during the murder trial, he probably had this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I, I, she was in Boston. Uh-huh. He's coming up from Washington. Yeah. I'm sure that they they probably rendezvoused in Salem. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Isn't that fun? There we go. <laughs> Scandalous. So 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 maybe well, we don't have any hard evidence, but maybe there is a Salem love story in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too fun. Uh, who knows what happened between his we, we we have a full record of his his of his speeches in the courtroom. But what did he do that night? We will never know. I think we know. Oh, he was married at that point too, to his second wife. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Men. <laughs> Men in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Men in the any hundreds. <laughs> Men get nudes. What happens? Oh, that's great. That was good. That's a good that's a good string to to pull on. Thank you. <laughs> I bet he had the nude. The Pem should get a hold of it. Uh, you gonna tell the Pem to get it from the Met? They've they've done exhibits before. Traveling it, yeah. you gonna build a whole exhibit around the boobs? I, I think I think the people of Salem would appreciate. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> the borders direct border directors of the Pem might not, but the people of Salem would love it. Have you seen them yet? Did no. you look them up? No. Look up uh, Sarah Goodridge 
boobs. <laughs> Those are quite nice. I know. It was very well done. The cloth is a bit weird. But how else are you supposed to frame it? It's like a frame. You don't have to. You could just that, no neckline. There's Jeffrey criticizing a pair of 1800s boobs. Well, the the cloth is a bit weird. I I don't know what I thought you meant when you said like framed by. I thought you meant like the picture was framed by. Oh yeah, just the image but itself. It's literally. Yeah. It's just two boobs, breasts, whatever you want to call them, and around them is this nice flowing fabric. Yeah, I think you're missing the the correct word here, Sarah. What? Let's see if I can like Let's see if you can. She's shaking her head. She's got no idea. No idea. What What else would you call a, a pair of, of breasts that you might want to see as a young man here in Salem I in think the early 90s? Is this going to be in reference to that documentary no. I showed you? Oh, I'm so confused. I just want to shake you. They're all, they all know. I, I, they are all listening to this and they know. Oh, yeah, boys. <laughs> <laughs> she got it <laughs> and now we go to break and we will return to you with some more Salem modern stories it's my turn tis your turn we Jeffrey. are back in the modern day we did our da -da 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 time travel back to our listeners to Hawthorne and historic nudes. We are ready to go. The year. Okay. So I, as I read this, I, I realize that I have to make a quick self edit. It is not modern day. As my story says, it was 2011. 2011. The year was 2011. We had no idea the plague would soon set up. No, sorry. That, that was me. Like 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Less than 10 years, but it was 2011. I had just lost my first job out of college and was feeling so scared to be alone in Salem while my family lived in another state. I went to the bar with some friends and there was a cute guy working at the bar. He made us drinks and at the end of the night, I wrote my number down on his hand. Oh, it's such a good move. I love it. <clears throat> he texted uh, me later that night and said, you know, you really shouldn't write on a bartender's hand because the ink could wipe off. <laughs> I replied, well, it worked, didn't it? We went on a date a few days later to, bam, fast forward. Today, we are happily married and have a two-year-old daughter together. Yay. Uh, we <laughs> joked about. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that where the, I was wondering uh, what bar he worked at. Murphy's. Murphy's. Uh, we joked about buying a Murphy sign when they were selling it before they closed, but the memory is enough. Oh, Murphy's. I feel like that sign probably held diseases of some I, sort. I was going to say, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's where COVID came from. <laughs> fucking Murphy's. Oh. oh, wow. What a fun story. I have gone after bartenders before and it has yet to work out. I wasn't going to bring that up. Maybe one day. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know, like you see the red flags and you're like, the circus is in town. Let's go have fun. I I am 100% on that train. Uh, but stay away from the red flags, even if it's fun to play. 
but no red flags in this one. Okay. Well done, guys. Well done. Oh, that one. Oh, I meant this and one. yeah, no, 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 the story you just told. And that story came to us from, I don't have her name, but the woman who created Salem Style. Oh, I thought it was just Salem Style, like. Oh, like they were trying to be like cheeky in their sign off? Yeah. <laughs> no, no she, she owns a crochet business oh. where they like. You know, make handmade, crocheted oh. scarves, hats, mittens. Yeah. I, didn't, I just saw Salem style and I was like, ooh, Salem style. <laughs> that was amazing. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Are we ready for the next one? Oh, Buckle wait. up. Don't look. Who, who is this? Is this is this who I think it is? Yes, but don't. Oh, okay, okay. I just want to see if this is who I think it was. Okay. I know, I know like bits and pieces of this story. I was going to say, full disclosure, both of us know who this is. Yes. But they would like to remain anonymous. Yes. Um, and as you can see, the names have been changed for discretion purposes. Okay. Now, just to clarify, we had said to everyone, bring on your Salem love story. Good, bad. Or otherwise. It doesn't matter what it what's happening as long as it has something to do with Salem. I, I think this is otherwise. This falls in the otherwise category. Okay. I don't think it's bad. No, not at all. It's it's otherwise. This one deserves an award. Right? Magical, even. This is quite magical. This is magical. A convergence, you could say. All right, this one comes with a little prelude. I was dating a man for seven years, and he decided to dump me via text after we spent two weeks together in the Dominican Republic. Needless to say, I was not well. I'm sorry. Men are trash. Men are trash. Fast forward two years, I decided to take to Tinder. Been there, there, done that. Love a good Tinder date? I don't. (laughs) I wasn't looking for anything in particular. Honestly, I had no idea what I was looking for and didn't really take the app seriously. I literally had coworkers swipe for me most of the time. (laughs) Well... Uh, I was gonna say, been there, done that too. <laughs> I, real quick, we, uh, my friend in England, uh, she would just, pretty much every single guy would always like her, right? Uh-huh. So we'd oh, sit so there. you would sit there and so we'd sit there and we'd go through and we'd swipe and then we'd we'd call it playing Tinder. We'd then, then like we'd be pre-drinks before going out and like she'd be getting ready. We're like chatting to these guys and parents. these poor men uh, think that they're meeting <laughs> the love of their life. Oh, she's oh. She's wonderful. Well, my coworkers pinpointed my type pretty quickly and matched me with three of the most attractive men I had seen. Let's call them Brad, Philip, and Chad. I love did, the Chad. Did, did you pick those names? I did not pick oh, those, those names. Oh, those are the she, actual- No, no, these, are, these have been changed. Oh, she changed the names. She changed okay, the okay. names. I had hit it off with all three, but had to narrow it down to one. I decided to take a chance on Philip. He invited me to Salem for our first date. If you can believe this, I had never been to Salem, despite living in Massachusetts all my life. He invited me to Salem's Gulu Gulu Cafe. I feel like another story referenced beers at Gulu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I love it. uh, uh, Mike's. Where we spent six hours talking and drinking down those old brown dogs, which... Is a nice, yeah, yeah, nice beer. Oh, six hours in Gulu. It was so magical, as you had described it. It was so magical. I soon found myself coming up to Salem every week while he showed me all that was Witch City. 
We pretended to be tourists and see all the sites, including the Samantha statue, the Witch House, the Peabody Essex Museum, and the Fountain on Essex Street. One very unfortunate day, I was invited to his apartment to hang out with him and his roommates. I was so nervous. Upon entering the apartment, I scanned the room only to see Brad sitting next to a girl who he introduced as, wait for it, his fiance. The look. <laughs> yes. So she has guy A, B, Brad, Philip, and. She Chad. had A, B, and C. She went on a date with A and found B sitting on the couch when she went to A's apartment. With, with his fiance. fiance. Had, had she stopped talking to them on Tinder? Or. It, it does go on to clarify okay, okay. a little bit. Okay, okay. The look in his eyes when he saw me, just sheer panic, as we had been chatting on Tinder not too long ago. I feel, I've, I've, I, I don't, I, I feel like maybe if, if you have a fiance. You should maybe not be on Tinder. Maybe not. Just, just maybe unless, don't. Unless that's your agreement. Right, right. We don't know. Wait, do we know? No, she doesn't say. Okay. I don't think the fiance knew. If your fiance doesn't know you're on Tinder, don't be on Tinder. I decided to pre- pretend I didn't know him. Good for her. Not to save him. But for my own sake, I didn't want to be involved in a stranger's drama, which... Oh, I think she's already... <laughs> she, you're already involved. You're in it. So there we were, hanging out, me, Philip, and Brad, and his fiance, And then, so- in walks Chad. How is this happening? Turns out, they were all roommates. I had swiped right on the entire house. Hold on, 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 hold on. <laughs> I, I, I got like a whole lot to say here. So first off, she didn't swipe right. Her friends did. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, Blame it on the friends. I mean. We, coworkers. Sure, coworkers. Which is, is even more of a strange coincidence because it's not even like her type, right? No, but they, they knew her type. Oh, okay, okay. They okay. knew her type, so they and were going they after they, her they type chose for her. They chose three okay. very similar men. And they and all happen. I guess that's fine. They all these men all have similar interests. They're all living together. What are the chances? What are the what odds? are the odds? And she doesn't even live in Salem at this point. Never, never tell me the odds. Um, man, I almost didn't recognize him, but then he said, "Hey, you're the girl with the Pokemon tattoos." I certainly wasn't getting out of this one. Now, fast forward a year later, I moved to Salem to live in his apartment. And this is Philip. Well, I guess all of Chad and Brian. Oh, no. Oh, Brad. Kyle. As as Brad and Chad had moved out and my lease was up. So at least she didn't move in with all of them. She only moved in with one of them. Philip. It worked out with Philip. Okay. So a year later, I moved to Salem to live in his apartment. Brad and Chad had moved out. My lease was up. So why not? Shortly after, Philip and I broke up because he didn't know what a monogamous relationship meant. So, shocking. Shocking. Well, I mean, like, we didn't know much about Philip at this point. But but I feel like you're friends with Brad and Chad. You probably <laughs> have no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Brad with his fiance. Yeah, yeah. So I was living the single life and exploring Salem. One night, 
I happened to be at Opus Underground for emo night, where I ran into none other than Chad. We bonded over our hatred for Philip. After many drinks, I found myself staying over his house for the night. A few weeks go by, and Brad slides into my DMs. He had broken up with his fiance, or so he had said. We chatted for a few days when he asked me to hang out, which I did, because I was dumb and lonely. Needless to say, he stayed the night. After he left, I sat in bed thinking about how everything played out. I had slept with the former roommates who had still remained friends after they moved out. What a mess I had made. No. No, I was going to say, you got the house. No, bitch. That is fucking amazing. That is like legendary status. Legendary Salem status. High five, fist bump, buy you a round of drinks. That is, that is awesome. I wholeheartedly agree. Go her. I decided to take some time to really do some personal development and stayed away from Tinder and the mess that comes from hookup culture. Good for her. After two years of living the single life, I took to Tinder once more. No one really caught my attention until I received a message from a man asking to snag some drinks. No strings, just drinks. Naturally, I ghosted him. A few <laughs> naturally. <laughs> a few months went by and he reached out again and this time I decided to accept his offer. We had a lovely night out at Opus chatting and getting to know each other. We uh, Opus, rest in peace. We hit it off and now we are happily in an almost 7-month relationship. So thank you to the roommates for forcing me to reevaluate my life choices better myself, and help me be a better partner for my future relationships. And thank you to Ross for swiping right on me and giving me a chance after I ghosted you. I appreciate you. XOXO. Aww. Brad, Chad, and Philip. Sounds like a child book. (laughs) Like a picture book. An epic Salem love story. I can't even fathom what I would do if I like walked in and saw Brad and then and then saw Chad. I mean, so I'm th- there. There's like two plays. There's or maybe like three. I, I don't know. I I know girls who would have like in the moment called them out, like like distinctly, mm-hmm. like been like, "That's your fiance." Wait, hold on. Don't we chat on Tinder? Like I, I know girls who would do that. Um, I, I know girls who would have like just bailed out of the situation completely. Um, and ones who would have done what, what she did uh, as, you know, you just inevitably playing the long game. Yeah, man. Accomplishments. Don't get down to yourself. That, 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 that was pretty awesome. No, well done. Yeah. Well done. And she's happily yeah. with a, yeah. a good guy at the yeah. end. All right. Last couple. Back to back to love, love, not you know. Yeah, I think that was only that was our only like ooh yeah, story. Yeah. Okay. Although the naked proposal was still might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I I still need to know so much more about the the naked proposal. I, Scott, I, I need you to tell us <laughs> what was going through the rest. Where else were you going to do it? Was it going to be the ropes garden? Was that the house of Seven Gables? Where did you go to dinner? Did you go to Turner's? Did you wear a tie? Like what's going on here, my guy? I gotta know. This was our first time visiting Salem. We arrived on a Thursday evening and took a trolley tour. 
My phone took a creepy slow-mo video on its own and really set the tone for a perfect spooky weekend. Oh, on the morning of Friday the 13th, my poor future husband had been up for hours just staring at me. Okay. Trying to will me to wake up so he could finally ask me. Oh, this is kind of on par with the naked proposal. A little bit. bit. Oh, he wanted to do it on Friday the 13th. So he knew what was going on. So he's all like excited and he's awake and she's just sleeping. Okay, I got you. (laughs) I have always loved everything spooky. And he knew that Friday the 13th in October while visiting Salem would be the perfect day to ask. Good for him. As soon as I woke up. (laughs) Okay, I can rescind that. Give the girl a second. <clears throat> I'd be so mad. I'm not a morning If you were person. her? I'm not. Like, you, you. we've hung out, like, after I've been awake for, like, half an hour or an hour. Yeah, you're just kind of like a zombie. And I'm still, like, okay. So if someone proposed to you in the morning, you'd just I, say no? I don't know. Angry? Ask me in three hours. Yeah, I'd be like, what do you want? Go away. <laughs> I'm going to cut your face off and glue your toes to the wall. I say some weird things when I'm half awake. As soon as I woke up, morning breath and all, he asked me to marry him and gave me the most beautiful ring. Aww. Yay. We called our families and friends to share the good news, and she brushed her teeth. (laughs) We spent the rest of the day exploring Salem, visiting uh, Peabody Essex. Uh, Oh, oh goodness. This was like six years ago. For Kirk Hammett's It's Alive exhibit, drinking tea at Jolie, shopping along Essex, listening to ghost stories at the witch house, and having celebratory cocktails. I I uploaded the two creepy slow-mo videos in case you want to hear them. Thank you, and hope you guys are staying safe and warm up there. Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Morning breath and all. And she did send those videos, so I'm going to hook up real quick and just play you the audio, because it looks like the phone turned on while it was, you know, in her pocket, in her lap. It's not like she's trying to take a video of anything, but I will say the, uh, the sound in the background is quite eerie. That was the whole thing. It's just that weird. And like the, her phone did it on her own. So it's a little weird. Yeah. A little, yeah. little spooky. Spooky, scary, scary. I love all the proposal stories we're yeah. getting. Oh, and actually that reminds me. If you had sent a love story to our old Instagram. Oh. Because I think we did get one or two of those. They are lost to the ether. I do apologize. The proposals, it's bringing up in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian James, remember our friend yep, yep, who yep. wrote All Hallows Eve? He had sent us a video of him proposing to his now wife, yep. and Bora helped him do it. I was going to say, Bora does it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll plug some of our favorite uh, uh, wedding people at the end. But one more, one One more. more. And this is super short, short and sweet. We actually have 
two. We have two? Yeah, yeah, read this one. Okay. I don't know what this last one is. My husband took me to Salem in 2015 for our honeymoon. I fell in love with the city that day, and it's been our favorite getaway when we need to recharge. Whenever we have a date night downtown, we make it a point to visit all of our favorite spots and to try a new restaurant. Thank you, Mark. This is her to her, her man. Thank you, Mark, for being my best friend. Here's to many more years and adventures together. Harmony. Aw. I just love all the love. That's so cute. You said you have another one? You do. I Sarah. do? Oh, do, no. Do you, do you have any stories you want no, to share? No, I wasn't going to share it. We're already up on time. No. Ah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the story. And then I'm going to snip it, and then I'm going to give it to the Patreon. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. And then you got to come up with a story of your own to tell. I don't know. That's probably a bad idea. Okay, fine. So that was it. That's all we have time for. To be fair, like, like I said, we didn't get to everyone's, uh, but there was so much... Uh, wonderful stories from all of you. Thank you. And also, like, there's loads of stuff that we don't even, like, people propose all the time. People propose coming to Salem to, to for their honeymoons. They come to Salem for their weddings. Uh, we have weddings all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's, like, um, a big thing. Yeah. If you haven't already noticed. Yeah. Salem's a hot spot, and it's not just a hot spot for learning about the history, but it's a beautiful, historic town. It's no wonder people seek us out to do their nuptials. Yeah. Or, or um, re, redo their vows. Yep. We um, get a lot of those too. House of Seven Gables. People get married there all the time. Rock oh my gosh. Ropes mans- Rope. Mansion. You can get married on Derby Wharf for I think it's like 50 bucks yeah, or something it's like a that. National it's a ri- park. Yep. It's a national park. Yeah. It's ridiculously cheap. So. Yeah. And Bora, the, uh, our friend Christian James, like you mentioned earlier, coordinated that with Bora. And I know he's not the only one. Like I, I have like walked by and there's people rings out on their knees like multiple times a year. Bora also officiates weddings. Yes. If you haven't listened to the Bora and I think it was more touched on in the Brian episode, yeah, but I could be yeah. wrong. Um, he sits down with the couples and like really gets to know their love story and creates a ceremony based on your story. So it's yeah. not like you're getting the same cookie cutter yeah, was, I remember when Stuff. he was telling us that, I was like, wow, that's like really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that he really loves doing. So if you are if you ever want to get married by a green-faced witch. Hey, come to Salem. Probably the only place where you can get that done. Uh, probably. I feel like Vegas. Like, I feel like maybe. there's got to be somewhere, but. what If not one of the only. But this is the only place with Bora. Yes. So. Yeah. But we, we hope you enjoyed these glorious Salem love stories, both old and new. And uh, we hope you enjoy the day. Yeah. Go 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 out. Go do whatever. I don't know. Love. Do, do us a favor and send this to everyone that you love. Yeah. Spread some of the joy. Be joy, kindness, love, charity. Go, go, go tell someone you love them. Spread the happy vibes. Yeah. So with that, uh, remember... Next week is Tichuba Part 2, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, so we're doing Tichuba Part 2 next week. Remember to follow the new Instagram, stay on the pod, uh, like, share, tell your friends. Subscribe, all the things. Leave a review. We love, send us a love note. Yes. Send us your love note. Yes, that's what you can do. Yeah. Go be like, I love Sound the Podcast. 
spread that Valentine's Day love or just general love. Thank you guys for joining us on this Hallmark holiday. We have had so much fun and we hope you did too. Thanks for listening. See you later. And happy Valentine's Day. What about you, Sarah? What are you doing on Valentine's Day? I feel like this doesn't feel appropriate to share anymore. I originally wanted to share this on the pod. You've been dragging this? I know. For like weeks. I, no, not weeks. Like oh, like a week and a half. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got a thing. I'm going to tell you. Oh, yes. What is I, it? it? Never mind. I did, I'm going to tell you on Tuesday. I told all the listeners in the last episode that I would reveal my Valentine's present to myself in this episode. So I guess I have to tell you. Um, Commit, Sarah. So as I mentioned in the last one, we went to bingo and I had like maybe one or two drinks and I was feeling just a little bit tipsy and happy. She's like I, a three drink minimum for those of, sorry, <laughs> maximum for those of you who don't know. So when she says I have one or two drinks, she's like a little in the bag. I'm good. So I find myself alone at home sitting on the couch and I'm scrolling through Instagram and I got one of those fun little ads, you know, like you do. And it was for, have you ever heard of Cameo? Yes. It's like where you can reach out to, like basically pay celebrities to send you a video. And it's usually like a a happy birthday message or, yeah. So, oh my God, I'm already getting butterflies. My friend, uh, Rhi in in England, her, she she loves... um, Angel Spike. Uh, oh my God, really? Yeah. That's amazing. And her ex-boyfriend, well, boyfriend at the time, got a cameo for her of him wishing her, her a happy birthday. That's a fabulous present yeah. right there. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. That's great. Well, so cameo, for those who don't know, right, you can, you yeah, can yeah, get yeah. a message from a celebrity. And it's pretty, it's well-priced. I was surprised. Never would I think to even click on this ad... But it was one of the actresses from Charmed. It was Rose McGowan who played Paige. And for those who have been listening to the podcast, you know how this is basically a, her entire life and an integral and an integral part of my childhood. I started watching the show when I was nine. Like this is something that has just been. It will be forever part of my life until the day I die. And so I I clicked on it and I was like, yeah, this is cool. But she's not the one that I would like really want a message from. So I took a chance and I did a search for Holly Marie Combs, who plays my favorite witch of all time, Piper Hollowell. And it just happened to be a Valentine's Day special and over half off. (laughs) And I thought, my goodness, this must be a sign. So I clicked on the prompt and like I saw that I could you know, ask for a shout out, I could send it to someone, or I could ask her a question. And I was stewing and I was thinking, I was like, what am I, what am I supposed to ask her? See, I've been listening to the House of Hollywell podcast pretty religiously. And on that, she's kind of rehashing all the episodes from Charmed. So they talk a lot about things behind the scenes, stuff about the episodes. So there really wasn't anything pertinent to Charmed that I wanted to ask her. And then I thought, 
I want to know who her favorite witch is. So I got the chance to ask my favorite witch who her favorite witch or wizard was. And I have not watched the video yet. Are you going to watch it now? I'm going to watch it now. I wanted to save like the actual reaction for this (laughs) and be able to tell you guys what she says. Okay. This is my Valentine's Day present to myself. Can 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 I record you doing this? Sure. Okay. But I can't, I'm not going to put her audio on here. Right, right. Because there was also like a, I think it would technically qualify as a business message, which was like a thousand dollars. Like you, there, they can oh, send messages wanted, to so like. She, the Like she wanted to shout out the podcast that would cost yeah. us like a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to like risk anything. So we're going to. We're going to pause here. I'm going to watch the video and then we can come back and talk about it. I may be in tears. Who knows? I'm so excited. (laughs) That's so cool. So cool. (laughs) Okay. You can stop recording now. I'm not crying. (laughs) So yeah, I only had, okay, we're back on. So I only had 250 characters to be able to type. You have to like pay for more. So I used every single one and I asked her the question, but then also told her I've been watching since I was nine. I now live in Salem. I give tours on the witch trials and I have a podcast about the town. So I was like hoping to kind of like, you know, spark that in her head because yeah. she is now working on her podcast so I'm like mm, just just remember me remember me but, oh. but who knows she could be like oh I heard this great podcast on Salem you never know yeah. it's so cool oh that's so cool I'm gonna treasure that forever and for anyone who wants to know she said that her favorite I was gonna say check out the Patreon but yeah <laughs> favorite witcher wizard um favorite witches she said all the witches of Eastwick mm-hmm. so that was her her favorite. I, I was so worried she was going to choose herself, which I wouldn't have blamed her for. She was like voted best witch of like the 2000s, early 2000s, which I totally stand by. But you should have been like, can't include yourself. Can't include the charm sisters. Yeah, I thought about it, but I ran out of characters. Oh, 250. 250 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there, that was really cool. That was my Valentine's Day gift to myself and to all of you. <laughs> I love that. That was pretty good. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm.